The presenting sponsor for On Education is Classcraft. We're excited to announce Classcraft's new story mode, which makes it easy for educators to harness the power of stories. Episodes 1 and 2 of Season 1 are ready for you and your students to play today, and it's completely free. To learn more about Classcraft and the new story mode, simply visit classcraft.com slash oneducation. Like if you have flexible learning spaces and soft light, you've cracked the code. <laughs> We are here at Impact Education Conference with Tom Rademacher. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thank you. So tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Uh, give us the, the, the 101. All right. 101 on, on Tom Rademacher. Um, I am an eighth grade language arts teacher uh, just outside of Minneapolis. I am an education writer. So uh, lots of blogs and stuff like that. And two years ago, put out my first book called uh, It Won't Be Easy. Uh, am I, do we swear on this podcast? Sure. Okay. Why uh, not? It's always worth mentioning. That the, <laughs> it, we'll change the rating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the original, so it's a book originally written for like new teachers. Um, and the original title of it was Welcome to the Shit Show. Oh, um, that's compelling. It's just sort of, yeah. So now, it's, <laughs> so now it's called It Won't Be Easy. It's, it's an exceedingly honest, slightly unprofessional love letter to teaching. So it's it's very much kind of, uh, I pitched it as a, the kind of conversations uh, a you know an older teacher might have with a newer teacher after two or three drinks oh, okay. at happy hour. You yes. know, like kind of the real deal. The opening up. Yeah. And like... Oh, Obviously, still deeply in love with with education, but also like here's the messy stuff, and here's all the stuff they don't teach you right off the bat. So, um, I've got that book out there, and um, I guess other things of note. Uh, in 2014, I was Minnesota's Teacher of the Year, so it's kind of a big. That is a big deal. I, it's a shield I get to walk around with, so people don't, you know, <laughs> call me on too many things. Because I can be like, "Wow, well, ah, Teacher wow. of the Year." Yeah. <laughs> well, don't you How know? Do you like them out yeah, right? Don't it's... you know me? <laughs> That is awesome. Clearly, you don't know who you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it won't be... Tell us about the book a little more, because yeah. I do love this. And um, I... So, my first year teaching was incredibly difficult. I, I talk about it a I mean, not a ton, but I talk about it a lot. I was in tears multiple times. Um, I started teaching, and, and um, I worked at a private school... And they basically threw out the computer science curriculum and then asked me to rewrite it. Fun. My first year. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the, of, <laughs> of teaching ever. Uh, and so that was intense. Uh, and then I started to rewrite it in my image in the way that I wanted to teach it and started to have run-ins with various constituents that didn't agree with me. And so that again also made it difficult so when you say this won't be easy it's not your first teach year of teaching is incredible yeah and i think what what ends up making it even harder is that so many i mean i think the message i got in my my, my teacher prep program and if you're active on twitter or instagram or whatever so many of like the the big voices that are out there part of what they're selling is it's so easy if you just do this thing, right? <laughs> like, here's the answer. You just got to do this answer. If only. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden, so you're walking into teaching thinking, all right, I'm ready for this. I can do this. And then you start to struggle. And then you 
struggle massively and you're like, well, if it's this hard, maybe it's not for me. You know, maybe I'm not supposed to be teaching. I think we lose a lot of really good teachers because of that, because they feel like there's no way it's supposed to. There's no way it's supposed to be this hard, right? <laughs> like um, if you have flexible learning spaces and soft light, you've cracked the code. Yeah, as long as you have flexible learning spaces, that's it. That's all you need. So in Harry Potter themed classrooms, yeah. like Instagram. Yeah. 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 And then you're like, I put it up there and the kids tore it down yeah. and swore at me. And it's like, uh-huh, yeah, that happens too. Um, they vandalize on it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's a lot of kind of uh, me owning a lot of my mistakes along the way, both as a new teacher and then as a a white guy figuring out what it means to be a, a white guy in front of a classroom of mostly kids of color and how many things I messed up along the way with that. And, you know, so there's a lot there of the lessons I learned, the questions I asked along the way to get to a space where I felt more confident with what I was doing. So you ask a lot of, I mean, you don't just ask, but you make a lot of, I would call difficult to talk about conversations come up and, and people are are willing to participate in these difficult conversations in this platform, which is public. Yeah. It's, it's social media and sure. it, on Twitter. And it's a space where I, I fear even delving into, cause I, I honestly, I'm afraid because I'm ignorant of, of various different things. I'm not exactly sure if there is, you know, like when you said you are owning something, yeah. if I state something and what I've done or my experiences or whatever it might be, I'm afraid that's, I'm actually in the wrong kind of, oh, yeah. or that I'm actually mm-hmm. going to step on something that's I, a landmine that I didn't even actually know existed. Yeah. Right? I think that's a, a huge reason that um, probably like a lot of white people don't jump into, especially conversations about race, or maybe a lot of um, men don't jump into conversations about gender. Or straight people don't jump into conversations about LGBTQ issues. Um, Cause it's that thing of, I'm not sure where the, where the landmines are. I'm yes. not sure if I'm going to say something and, you know, mean it well, and it's going to be taken really poorly. And, um, and I've certainly done it right. I pretty recently done it <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> either on, on Twitter or, um, I think it was maybe only, I guess, two summers ago, I wrote a, a piece that I thought was real cute and wonderful and got a lot of pushback from a lot of people on Twitter that I, um, really respect and especially uh, women of color on Twitter who were, uh, it felt like coming at me really, really hard, but I think that was partly my like own defensiveness and, and whatever. And uh, when I reached out to them and said, like, can you, can you help here? And they, they were more than willing to do so and really wonderful about it. And, but it was a, a rough couple of days where it just felt like I was getting my, my ass handed to me on Twitter for, <laughs> you know, and it, it can, it, like, I think, I think a lot of people fear that that thing of if I do this one thing, I'm just going to get, you know, it's going to get turned on. And on the other side too, and I I know that this has happened to you specifically, you're willing to go ahead and take a stance that a lot of us, by a lot of us, I'm just going to just say myself, I wouldn't actually take that stand. And you've actually received threats and hate mail and uh, so on and so forth because you were willing to put something out there that was I don't even want to call it a hot take. I don't even think it's a hot take. It's actually, <laughs> honestly, it's not a hot take. It's a, a, we need to take an introspective look at how we've been doing business in education or how, as humans and, and then be able to go ahead and, and do, you know, th- do the next right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And 
So how have you had that stuff? Because well, you're getting I, it from both sides. That's I, how I, it I does, feel this. It does often yes. feel like, you know, so I got kind of like tossed into the uh, the public realm before I was certainly ready for it and before I had really truly like earned a podium to do so just because I was the state teacher of the year. And so a lot of people were listening to me all at once. And I kind of went into the year being like, I'm going to be this peacemaker. I'm, I have these nuanced positions of things between, you know, like kind of uniony and chartery things and traditional and reformy things. And I'm kind of split the middle on a lot of these and I'm going to bring these voices together and very shortly realize like, no, I'm just going to make everybody mad is what that's going to turn into. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of polarization in those. People aren't looking for you to half agree with them. They, they want Not you to all agree are. with them. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Um, so... So somewhere in there, I, I I kind of went through like a, a trial by fire or whatever. I mean, like the, it was it was hard, and I realized that like the more I tried to, you mentioned like hot takes, right? Like if I every time I've gotten myself into trouble, like real trouble, it's been because I was trying to please someone else or trying to like get attention, right? And when I'm able to just say like, you know what? Hey, this piece I put out made a bunch of people really mad. And like, one, I can listen to their feedback, the, like the reasonable feedback they're offering and, and admit to like where I might have messed something up. And two, as long as I can stand by it and be like, it was just me being honest. Like that's, that's my honest feeling. And I'm putting that out there as, as clear as I can. Um, then if people are mad, they're mad, you know, like, um, and it's the more I do that, the more I kind of like embrace my own honesty and, and can do that the kind of like the less stuff I get from other people. Um, I think when people feel like you're trying to please them, it's like an invitation for them to tell you how you haven't. Yes. Um, where if you're just like confidently saying, here's what I see and believe, uh, there's, there's less of it. And then, you know, I think there's just, there's always people that are going to be really mad and going to be really whatever. And I've just kind of built up I, again, I, as a, straight white guy on Twitter, the like hate mail that I get for saying really fiery stuff is, you know, still one fiftieth of what it is for being a, a woman or a person of color online for just existing. Yes. Um, I mean, so yes, most of the time I get rewarded far more for being willing to step out there than I do get jumped on. And that's the reckoning that's kind of occurring in education now, especially these three constituents, right? The, the, the 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 white um the race issue and the 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 gender issue and um lgbq mm -hmm. issues um and we're we're combating um our own preconceived ideas and our patterns of the way we even the way we talked about this stuff and yep. and the words we use yep. it's funny i was on a panel last year at badge summit with jay collins um, and, and, and Jay Collins, um, uses gender neutral pronouns. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a conversation with Jay about, you know, how do I, please don't be offended if I use him by accident, right. because, but I wanted him to appreciate that I'm trying right. really hard. And I think that the reckoning is being honest that we don't all have this all figured out yet, but like. You're, you in particular are, are really doing a great job of leading these conversations and, and talking about, and we do it here too. I mean, if anyone's listened to the podcast, they know that we're talking about the tough stuff as yeah. well. 
and that's an important thing. And I think that that's what you're talking about here at the conference too, about, about talking about the, the tough stuff. So tell us about that a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, so I have two sessions while I'm here, um, both about different kinds of tough things that teachers talk about. So the first one was about teachers telling their own stories. Um, and so I've, I've had a chance to be in some like pretty interesting conversations and pretty interesting rooms full of whether it was, you know, education, uh, nonprofit lawyers or, you know, government people or department of ed people or whatever it is. And, uh, and I'm being on some leadership teams in a district where you're with, you know, associate superintendents and whatever. And it's like so many of those conversations are people wringing their hands and working for hours and hours and hours to try to have like a fraction of the impact that like teachers actually get to have during the day with actual student teacher interactions. Right. And like, and how can we, how can we take the weight of this entire organization and push against teachers to try to like even subtly nudge their practice or their, you know, the, what they're deciding to do every single day. Right. Um, and then what's so often missing from those conversations is actual teacher voice and teacher stories, right? <laughs> yes. um, yeah. And so th- that whole session was about, you know, thinking about the stories that the, the kind of the question I kept asking over and over again was if, if everyone was listening, what story would you tell? Mm. Right. Like what what's happening what in your room question. or with your story um, that people need to hear? And. I've done sessions like that a few times and it's honestly like it's always super energizing. Like I walk out of that session always super fired up because you get a room of teachers together and you give them even just permission to start telling stories yes. and some really powerful stuff comes out. Um, and so that was really, really great. And then uh, today I did one about teaching some of the tough stuff. So how, you know, race and justice and stuff like that can get brought into a classroom. And I kind of shared a unit that I use uh, that I have built over the last couple of years that starts with a letter from Birmingham jail and goes into students researching movements that they feel really powerfully about and writing about them. And, you know, there's kind of like a whole literacy chunk to it and the technology chunk to it. And then uh, how to have these conversations in classrooms and how to be, doesn't work as well when you're the guy in front just being like, I'm going to teach social justice today. And then you've got a slideshow, you know, <laughs> right. uh, I'm going to tell right. you guys all about racism. Like that works less well than like, you know, listening more than talking and letting the students bring in those passions. Awesome. So those are the two big things that it, it was walking away feeling good about them. So it's funny. I, I can't, I was literally just with, when we did the thing with Jordan Shapiro, I said it and I say it on the podcast all the time and I'll say it now. There aren't enough words in the world. We need all the words we can get to talk about these things. Like it's not, you can't just throw a bunch of stuff on a slide deck yeah. and think that you've taught anti-racism oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or decolonizing the curriculum. Like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. Like most likely if just... you're doing, if you're doing either of those things <laughs> with a slide deck, you're probably actually doing more harm than good in the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so complicated and it takes years of, like you got to start somewhere. So I, I hate saying it like that because it is complicated, but I don't want to discourage people from trying right. and learning, but it's like, please um, be, be more thoughtful than just thinking you've wrapped it up yeah. with, with talking about Martin Luther King. Right. And, and that, I think and that's, that's why it. it's important to have like different kinds of voices and leaders, right? Like you need, I need people in my life who uh, are going to look at me and my work and be like, 
man, that's not enough. <laughs> like you're, you're not doing enough. You're not there yet. You're not like, I need that pressure on me always to keep growing. Right. And so like, and I think some people really need that to be like, Hey, it's real nice that you've started, but like you're way far behind. You better catch up right now. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like line of in the sand voice. Right. But I think we also need those, the leaders and the coaches that are there when you start being like, it's awesome that you are starting. Let's look at what the next step is. Right. Like, don't worry about what's 10 miles down the road right now. Let's just do that next step and that next step and build everyone's like capacity. Right. hundred percent. How can, um, how can people connect with you online in, in all the ways they connect? Where can they read your work? Uh, and, the name of the book, all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, online. So it's, uh, Mr. Tom rad, like M R T O M R a D. And that's, uh, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And then, uh, that's my website, Mr. Tom uh, which has a bunch of my old writing archived on it. If you want to go read and it's kind of separated out by topics. So if you want to look through like just my teaching stuff or just my stuff about race and gender, um, that's all there. And, uh, and that's also Gmail. So Mr. Tom Rad at Gmail, uh, the book one last time is it won't be easy. Uh, and you can get that just about anywhere. So nice. Yeah, please do. Awesome. Tom Rodemacher. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is great. Thanks for listening to on education. My name is Glenn Irvin. My co-host is Mike Washburn on education is part of the education podcast network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Jennifer Gonzalez, Matt Miller, and many more by visiting edupodcastnetwork.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter, and I can be found at Irv Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. This helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and see you soon.